Hi ladies and welcome to episode one of Solo Woman Travel Tribe podcast. I hope you enjoy. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast with your host Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share and connect with fellow solo woman travelers from all over the globe. Today we are talking about how to stay safe as a solo woman traveler. Now I have compiled a list of my top 10 tips for you, so let's just dive right in. As a solo traveler, safety is often our number one concern. We hear so many things from our friends, from family, or in the news, or the local media that can be off-putting, or make us question our decision to travel solo. Now, I want to start out by saying that being too paranoid and constantly worrying about it will only put a dampener on your trip and likely keep you from experiencing a lot of what the country has to offer. It's important to find a good balance. Be open, be aware, be alert, and listen to your gut. So, tip one. Before you set off on your adventure, make copies of your flight itineraries, any accommodation bookings or travel insurance to leave with a family member or friend. This way they will likely be able to contact you or track you down in the event of an emergency. Tip number two, register your travel and contact information with your local government or embassy. In New Zealand, we have a website called safetravel.govt.nz and this allows us to register when and where we are travelling to. We provide all of our contact information should anyone need to get in touch with us. So this means that we can be kept up to date, especially in those worst case scenarios. So for example, we could be given warning of an approaching tropical cyclone we can get advice on what to do if there is major civil unrest, or they can check on our well-being if there has been a terrorist attack. On this note, another good piece of advice here is to record the contact information for where your nearest embassy, high commission, or consulate will be when you are travelling. Now, I suggest both having that written down and stored in a safe place, plus saving a copy of it as a screenshot with that contact information in your cell phone. Other people also like to perhaps take that photo and email it to themselves and get that email anywhere, or they can get access to it rather, anywhere. Then if there is any unrest, any attacks or anything like that, you will know where to head to or who to contact. Now, I'm not going to list all of the websites here, so just jump online and do a Google search for that info. Tip number three, take out travel insurance. When we travel, it's all about the new and the unknown and the exciting, which unfortunately means that we never know what could go wrong. Now, unforeseen things like medical emergencies while overseas can cost a lot of money, and I mean a lot. On a side note here, I was a travel agent for around about six years, and I used to see a lot of the claims that would come from America, for example, where they have private medical cover, and some of these claims could get up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it is really important that you have that medical cover in place just in case. 
All right, so back to where I was. So medical emergencies, and then there are things like lost luggage or stolen items or delayed flights. And now I have been in that situation before where I've had my flight severely delayed and we, um, we actually missed our flight uh, due to that delay. We missed our connecting flight, rather. And that cost me upwards of a thousand US dollars. So thankfully, I had travel insurance to cover that because that was quite a lot of money. So your travel insurance should also cover you for activities, things such as scooter riding. If you're perhaps in Bali or Thailand and you're going to hire a scooter, uh, scuba diving, um, other and other adventurous things like, for example, hot air balloon riding or horse riding or zip lining is something I recently did in Vanuatu, so zip lining as well. It always pays to check the fine print because things like base jumping, that's just one thing that comes to mind, is usually not covered. Now it will vary from insurance company from one insurance company to another. So it always pays to check the fine print. So if you know that you're going to do any of those activities, especially riding a scooter, always check whether or not it is covered within your travel insurance policy. Sometimes you need to pay a little bit of an extra premium to cover it because it is a higher risk, okay? So if something goes wrong, your insurance company is there to help and support you through it. I can't stress enough how important it is when shit hits the fan to have someone there to be able to support you through the process, I think is really, really important. So I like to think of my travel insurance as a safety net. So it's there to catch me if I fall, but I really hope that I don't fall and I don't need to use it. All right, on to tip number four. Social media is a fantastic tool for keeping you safe. The more you check in with family and friends, the more up-to-date the information is on where you are and what you've been up to. So a great way to do this is to use social media. So for example, I like to use Facebook for check-ins at hotels or sites or restaurants or bars. I'll also post photos to Instagram and tag in my locations. You can also use Twitter to tweet your latest adventures so that your family and friends know where you are and that you are safe. Also, if anything does go wrong, then people will have up-to-date information on where you have been, what you've been up to, and they'll be able to retrace your steps. Tip number five, do your research. The more you research, the more prepared you will be. I mostly use Google to research, but you can also use Lonely Planet guides or other travel-related guidebooks. Speak to people who have been there before you or pop into your local travel agent too. Now, my favorite way to do this is utilize travel groups on social media and ask questions of other people who have visited or live in these places. So, for example, I see this a lot multiple times throughout the day in our group, Solo Women Travel Tribe. So somebody, for example, might ask, I'm heading to Singapore next week. Is there anyone who lives there or anyone who has visited? Can you tell me of the top 10 things to see and do? Or maybe where should I stay? What are some good restaurants? That kind of thing. It's a fantastic way to get 
really up-to-date information because more often than not, you'll get somebody who has recently been there, so within the last six months, somebody who might be actually there now, somebody you could potentially catch up with or meet up with for a coffee. You might even get like a local, somebody who lives in the place that you are wanting to visit, and they can give you some of that inside information too. So that, again, was to jump onto social media and utilize Facebook groups or even on Instagram as well. You can follow hashtags and things like that on Instagram and um, do your research that way. Tip number six, don't take unnecessary risks. Now, this really goes without saying, but I am going to say it anyway. Don't do anything that could put your life at risk. Don't be stupid. So if you walk past a alleyway at night and it's dark and someone calls you down there, hey lady, come down here. Don't go down there. Use your gut, trust your instincts. If it feels off, it probably is. I like to say to people, in that sort of a scenario, if your best friend was setting off on her first solo travel adventure, what safety advice would you give to her? Now give that advice to yourself. Tip number seven, don't get too drunk. Now, there's no harm in having a few drinks and dancing up a storm and having a great time. Heck, I love to have a couple of drinks and go for a dance. Just be mindful of your limits and how alert you are feeling. We all know that the more that we drink, the more we let our guard down, the less you drink, the more alert you are. Be very careful never to lose sight of your drinks for fear of someone spiking them, and don't take free drinks from strangers unless you see the barman pour the drink and he or she hands it to you directly. Even then, be careful. It really is better to be safe than sorry. Also, a little side note here is to avoid any unwanted male attention. Wear a ring on your wedding finger, and that should hopefully help to ward that off. Tip number eight, arrive in the daylight. Arriving during the dark or late hours of the night can put you in a more vulnerable position. Often you will be tired already and you won't yet know the layout of the land or the city. Arriving in daylight hours, if possible, this will really help to allow for a safer, easier passage to your accommodation. If you must arrive in the dark, then try to pre-book a transfer I would recommend asking your hotel, your hostel, or the Airbnb place for help with getting that booked in. Tip number nine, dress appropriately. Whilst in many countries, mainly in the Western world, it is acceptable to wear minimal clothing in warmer climates. It is not the case for all countries. In fact, it can be considered disrespectful or unacceptable. Take note of what the local women are wearing and follow their example. This way, you should not draw any unwanted attention towards yourself. Tip number 10. If in trouble, yell. Yell and draw attention to yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Run towards a public place, so a hotel, a park, tourist attractions, beaches, stores, restaurants, bars, cafes, that sort of thing. Or seek out the help of a local woman. Even if she doesn't speak your language, language, she will likely understand that you are in distress and try to help you. Okay, now on a final note, 
You cannot live from a place of fear. If you are constantly worried, you won't be able to enjoy your trip and soak up all of the experiences. Remember that 99% of the time, your trip will go through without a hitch. Don't forget that this is an amazing and wonderful journey. Trust in yourself and the goodness and kindness of human beings. Focus on all of the amazing things that you are going to see, do and experience. You've got this. You can do it and enjoy every minute. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.